Welcome to the Mold Matters Podcast. Whether you are looking for help recovering from mold illness or just want to learn more about creating a safe environment for your family, this podcast is the place for you. Welcome to the Mold Matters Podcast. Hi, everybody. My name is Jeremy Evans, and I'm here with co host Mike. Hi, Jer. How are you? I am considering yeah. it's terrible weather. And, and you had strep. I had strep. Week. I had strep <laughs> and uh, cold on top of that. And and pretty much everyone we know everyone. has been sick. I was in the hospital yesterday with my wife, in fact. Yeah. yeah. And even people we call on the phone for, you know, business. Everything. Yeah. Sick or, Everybody. or they're sick or yeah. something. It's, this has been worse, the worst winter I can remember as far as sickness goes yeah. around. It's been bad. So it's been, it's been a good one, but glad to see you're healthy and back, yeah, back you. here in the office. Uh, we, uh, we're going to do a little podcast for our listeners today. And we've brought a guest back who cast actually back in 2022. So it's been a while. Um, Cheryl Seiko. Um, we met her at the Shoemaker Sears X convention in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida in 2022. Presentation. Um, um, on just essentially it was looking at the house, the envelope of the house. And she was pointing out a lot of overlooked, um, issues that can continue to mold and brand there noticed. We were like, wow, this, she's good, man. She knows there were several things I had never even considered when thinking of, you know, troubleshooting a, a water issue or a mold issues. We talked to her afterwards and she came to our own convention and then we yeah. had her on the podcast. So anyways. Cheryl is a licensed architect. Welcome back. First of all, thanks of all. Thanks, Cheryl. Well, thanks so much for having me again. You guys are always a pleasure to yeah. uh, talk to, and I love what you're doing. So I'm happy to um, to be part of the team. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we uh, are very glad to have you part of it too. And we, I, I know you have a very extensive um, background and Actually, give before we get into the topic today, would you please give us a little bit of uh, just introduction of your background with mold and, and how you got into it? And... Yeah, so um, kind of, I, I'm in that category of life leads you where you need to go. So I'm a licensed architect and have been for over 30 years and um, have done a lot of different kinds of architecture. I even had a stint where I worked for the, I worked for the wood industry. So I ended up being their special specialist related to moisture. But the reason why is because the moisture in a building toxin thing happened to me. Mm -hmm. So, and my story is really that I went to a continuing education program on molding commercial buildings. And at the same time, one of my children who was 10 at the time was having some health issues and we had full on asthma inhalers at home and in school. And they were uh, struggling um, with migraines at age 10. Um, and really, really becoming more and more sick. And I go to this continuing education program, not knowing that it's at all related to what's going on in my family and walked away with this understanding that you could have mold growing in your ducts, you know, your metal ducts, like mold yeah. doesn't grow in metal. What's this about? And yeah. so it had never occurred to me. We were in a house that we were living in somewhat temporarily actually it had been ended up being like five years. But it, it, I had inspected it before we bought it, and there was nothing out, you know, outrageous to look for in terms of the structure. It didn't even occur to me 
to like remove a cover vent, one of the vents over the the duck, you know, the duck work. Yeah. Um, it didn't even occur to me. So I came home from that presentation and immediately opened a duct, you know, opened a, took a cover off and was horrified. So I, I, ha I have in a presentation that I do on duct cleaning, um, I have that picture in there and my story and my kids are in it because what ended up happening was that I researched and I called, uh, I called people's references or whatever for duck cleaners. And I hired someone who I thought was, you know, good. And they had certification and all this, and they turned out to be a complete scam. So I was smart enough to know, but I don't think the people who I called about the references were, um, I noticed they were working really fast. They were keeping me talking. And I just got the impression that they weren't actually cleaning all the ducts that they had opened. It was way too much talking going on. Mm, yeah. And so I, it's kind of a, I, for me, I would call it my mom radar, you know, like I'm being, I'm being scammed here. Yeah. <laughs> Something's not right. And so I asked him to open a vent that they had closed because they were done. And I put my arm down the vent and I pulled out a wad of, yuck mm. and i basically caught them because they were done supposedly and i said you guys could just leave um and they did pull all their stuff out blew dust all over my house um they hadn't been doing it prop doing the process properly to begin with so it was never going to be effective and um you know and then they left and then i had to start my my journey of okay well i guess i have to figure out <laughs> how to yeah. clean ducks so I can find someone who's going to do it and know that they're doing it the right way. Um, and so that's really how I come to, that was my kind of circuitous route. So that was like almost 20 years ago um, that that happened. And so I can tell you professionals, architects, I didn't know that you could have mold growing in your ducks. And, and so, and then it took about a year. We, I did find someone that was good. I had to go back to my colleagues that were professionals doing this in commercial buildings and then try to find someone that was really recommended and figure out what was wrong. And, um, and so I, I ended up hiring him and he's worked for me several times and he comes on in a video that I have on my website on duck cleaning um, to talk about it. But I was on top of him the whole time. So why do you do that? Why do you do that? Yeah. You know, and really, really trying to learn as much as I could about duck cleaning. Um, but this was before I even knew mold was an issue in my, my family either. So, but so, the beginning of there's problem in my house. Okay. So that was the beginning of even your mold journey was, was through ducting. Yeah. Through mold in the ducts. Mm -hmm. Well, that is a, is a perfect introduction to, cause we want to talk about ducting today. Cause we, yeah. uh, we shouldn't actually, uh, I got this question yesterday from our friend that we're working with here in Layton. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we get the question all the time. Should I get my ducts clean? And when I, when I they say, should we get our ducts clean? I say, I've seen the commercial where they take the duct and they put Dawn detergent on it. And clean the duct. And clean the duct. <laughs> so I, I, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Don't use duct tape. <laughs> Don't use duct tape. No. <laughs> um, and, and we, you know, I, I guess, I, I guess I'm glad to have you here because I think you'll help me form my opinion, Cheryl, because I, I often, you know, I often don't know what his... Well, I guess I, I often didn't hear. Mike. Yeah, I, I tell you what I say, <laughs> and and if there's any duct cleaning people out there that do quality, this is not to disparage you at all. I'm sure there are good duct cleaners, but in 20 years being in this industry, I've yet a customer to me. Wow, 
we're so glad we got our ducks cleaned. It's been so much better. I've yet to meet that person. Like they feel Bill better. After. Yeah. 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 So I've always been kind of, uh, I don't know. Well, and I will say a lot of people, you know, there's no visible signs of molting. You pull off the registers. There's nothing visible. I think there's a little bit of a paranoia that possibly there's you know, massive mold growth. And I just, I just can't see it. And that is possible, but I do think, I do think often, and maybe we can talk about how to do better, but, um, but anyways, tell us, tell us what you've learned. I want to, I want to know, obviously there's the scam part of it. And I didn't even think of that, at, you know, people, I, mean, I guess that makes sense. I've yeah. heard of that actually people come. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I would say, so one, now you do know someone whose family did get better when yeah. all we did right. was have the ducks clean. However, not okay. the first time. Yeah. So okay. it wasn't until I learned how ducks should be cleaned and found someone that was really good, we wouldn't have gotten better with the with the people that we originally hired. And as I said, I I, I must have talked to five references for them. Yeah. yeah. And you know, no, people were so happy. They did a great job. Yeah, but they actually didn't know. Yeah. And yeah. and so I think it's like a lot of fields, even the remediation field where in a lot of states, if not most for duck cleaning, for sure, there's no regulation around this. Right. Yeah. So you can have somebody do it well, or you can have someone do it poorly. And, and it doesn't, that doesn't mean that, that the thing is not going to be helpful for you. If you, if you have your ducks cleaned poorly, like I would have, I, I did have, mm -hmm. um, then actually we were worse because they had thrown dust all over the house because they didn't do yeah. it right. Yeah. And they, yeah. they, they missed some very, very important precautionary steps. Um, so, and I have people saying, I don't want to clean my ducks because I heard you can make it worse. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's like saying my arm is broken and I don't want to go to the doctor because it could be, uh, you know, the doctor could be an idiot and make it worse. I do know someone who with a broken arm who died in surgery, a, a woman my age. Wow. You know, so should she not have had her arm gone, you know, for surgery for her broken arm? No, the problem was a medical defect, you know, some medical yeah. um, mistake. And yeah. so in that case, hopefully it was a mistake. In these yeah. other cases, I think people don't know what they don't know. Or in the, my case, I think they knew what they were not doing. They had the cameras sure. and everything. So you make you feel really comfortable up front that look at how clean this is. I honestly don't know if it was on that camera was a tape. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Display them and there is, and I will let you know if you haven't seen it. So they're back in the day when 20 minutes was a thing on TV and they would do all this, actually some really good investigative reporting. There is, and I don't know if it's still out there because stuff keeps disappearing on the, on the internet, but there yes. was um, a series that they had done on scams from duck cleaners on 2020 mm -hmm. where they mm -hmm. had actually had secret camera They had somebody come in and there's these older people and then they, um, then they had, they, they figured it out that they didn't even like cut a hole where they showed, they pretended like they cut a hole. Oh, you're kidding. So, um, so I think that is the first challenge is that we're trying to decide if that thing is good or bad when it, if it's done poorly, then yeah, I wouldn't buy, it's not good. You're going to waste, you're going to lose your money and you could get worse. However, yeah. if it's done well, and the reason why I think it's important is that we do have dust in our air. Everybody does. You can see it when the sunlight shines through yeah. your window. And that's why it's important to change our filters on our, our um, furnaces and whatnot. Yeah. But that dust is, if you know what that dust is, 
and you hopefully nobody's eating while they're while they're watching this. I'm going to give you a caution right now. If you are, you may not want to be eating while I tell you what dust is, but it's 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 basically dust mites, the fecal matter of dust mites, and their carcasses, which and then a bunch of and then hair and other fibers from your carpeting or dead skin cells. Yeah. I mean, a lot of lovely stuff that we really, if you look at under a microscope, you'd be totally disgusted. You just look at yeah. look up a picture of a dust mite on my online. Yeah, you they can look find creepy. It. Yeah. It's a it's a really disgusting little animal that does feed on skin cells. Yeah. And then yeah, they that's, die. That's and they, disgusting. you know, and yeah. they have all these other bodily functions. And you can't because you can't see it doesn't mean that it isn't toxic to you and that it's nothing to do with mold. Yeah. yeah. So um that alone. Yeah. is not healthy. So, um, and, and I do have another situation where my, um, my, my in-laws who have since passed away, uh, they, their ducks had gotten so dirty that the ducks were actually not moving as much air. And so my father-in-law and his, um, you know, effort to do the right thing actually kept buying thinner and thinner filters, mm-hmm. you know, oh, like more airflow. Yeah. Yeah, to have more airflow because he felt like he wasn't getting a good airflow, and and his my mother in law is not feeling cool enough in the summer, and so I mean you could read a newspaper through these filters he was buying, and and so in the end his ducks were actually almost completely clogged because so much dirt was going through the filter that was hitting other dirt and debris in the ducks, and so this is like a you know a forty year old house that had wow. never had ducks cleaned. So we're and talking like animals regular, and carpeting regular, and we're talking regular size like metal ducting or or yeah or so the cleaning. the duck the duck cleaner that did come was said it was the worst he'd ever seen okay i was gonna <laughs> that, say that, that they were actually there was so much in there but it, that was partly probably because my father when it was starting to feel like there wasn't enough so every time you do an elbow and so you guys probably see a lot of ducks and yeah, especially yeah. today um, in our new construction, have you ever seen these like spider snakes of ducks that are making oh, U-turns? Yeah. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so are you going to collect dust in there? <laughs> you know, yeah. The joints, the turns, yeah. Because there's yeah. not going to be fast true. air yeah. movement through a bunch of bends. Yeah. And more and more, we're not designing our buildings with the duct in mind and the HVAC in mind, and so this is an afterthought, and and those are not even cleanable. So there are so flex ducts I wouldn't even clean. I just replace them. Yeah. 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 So you've identified, you know, obviously there's lots of dust. It gets in there. In fact, we just, well, we, we dissected an ERV a couple of weeks ago that had a decent amount of dust and dust in there. But really? I yeah. Actually, uh, and a significant, significant. Yeah. We swabbed. It was pretty bad. And uh, it was moldy. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> the dust. I'm going to need this clip. Because yeah, it's I, so, I think it, it's a I think it's one of those ERVs and HRVs are one of those problems that's going to be it's coming. It is. I a agree. Totally agree. I, we absolutely agree. We think we're on the house because we've been. I don't know. We've spent a lot of time on the south. We we we're in the negative as far as money goes, but we finally were like we and just some, kept something, kept some something the HVAC yeah. and and finally we we just started pulling apart the E with their permission and swapped like crazy and all of them had real holds in there, aspergillus, aspergillus, versicolor, fusarium was yeah. in that one. Yeah, I mean, anyway, so that's another oh. topic, but 
Yeah, um, no, but but in the, I did swab my ducks too. So in my in my house, I mean, I, it was they looked horrific, but I did I did pay for like a mold inspector to come and swab the ducks, and he came back and you know of course you're just doing a couple spots, and he said oh you know it's only like fourteen percent aspergillus penicillin, but I'm thinking my daughter's ten, she's very yeah. sick, and when I'm researching aspergillus penicillin you know, health effects that if you get enough of it, you can die. Yeah. And so and the, the other hard I thing about 14 a swab test is too much. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're correct. I mean, it really doesn't quantify anything, you know, yeah. when you just do a small swab test, it's got to be right. Real careful, real careful. Body swabbed. Who yeah. knows where else it was worse. Yeah. 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 So, um, We'll go, let's go into testing later, but I want to hear, I want to jump right into what are the bad practices or what are the good practices in Dunning? And I want to hear what you've learned on your journey. Okay. So one that there's a couple, I have to think back on this a little bit. I have, I have cleaned other ducks since because new construction are also often really contaminated. Um, so that would be another thing to check. So, um, new construction, they're running, they're running the HVAC while they're doing drywall work. And so that sanding dust has silica in it. There is a disease called silicosis, yeah. which is if you get that in your lungs. However, the OSHA is only uh, protecting the workers from being exposed to that. So imagine that you have all that or that um, silica dust in your duct motor and everything, and then you and your children are going to breathe that for the next 10 years. So maybe not in as intense a way, but for a long period of time, I would argue that it might be similar. Yeah. So, um, so it's not just older buildings, but new ones too. And it's not just mold that we're looking for in dust. It can be the new construction dust. Right. So the best practices that I would say, if I start with that one on new construction is that I wouldn't allow anybody to ever run my HVAC equipment during construction. And that should, that needs to be part of the contract at the beginning. So I'm That's buying smart. a new house. Really I expect yeah. to have new equipment. And yeah. they can, and they can bring in portable, portable here. Yeah, they can do portable yeah. heating. They can in Florida. They do portable cooling all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not as efficient. I mean, they're bringing some. There's ductwork in Florida. You'll see the big yeah. unit outside with these giant ducts going in through the windows. But um, they do often need it for drying. But if, what I can tell you is, every furnace manufacturer um, warranty will disclaim the warranty if it's been used during construction. Oh, However. Really? This is the fun fact that I haven't, I figured out was that, cause I had a new construction $4 million house that was, it didn't even work. It was so caked with silica. And the furnace company was more beholden to the builders and then it was gonna be to hold the builder accountable, mm. you know? So it's, okay. it's like who, who feeds you? The person mm -hmm. buying the furnace is the builder. And if he's screwing up and doing it during construction, the last person is gonna hold, hold them accountable and say, Oh, well, you know, maybe it could be clean. You know, so they came back and said, Oh, well, maybe it's not that bad. We'll still cover it. But think about something that silica is a rock and it's in your motors, you know? Yeah. So, mm -hmm. um, so number one, during construction or during renovations, you just pay X, you're going to pay extra for it. I paid extra for it. We're not running my equipment, my uh, mechanical equipment during construction, whether it's remediation, whether it's, um, construction remediation usually you can just turn it off for that yeah. amount of time but yeah. 
but that would be number one. Number two, in the process, when you hire duct cleaners, they have to make sure that they're creating a vacuum. So they're gonna be cleaning these ducts, but it's just like if you have a vacuum cleaner hose with a bunch of holes in it, mm -hmm. like there's no suction. Right, yeah. You know, so they're using suction equipment to suck the stuff out of your ducts. And if you don't make sure, and they're often, and I've had them, even I've hired them and I know better, and I'm, I'm standing over them saying, no, I think you need to close that, you need to close all the ducts. And we end up with these weird places like under cabinets or something where there's a, where it's really hard for them to close them off. And oftentimes they're not completely closing them off, even if you ask them to, they're, it's this, but, but as much as possible, you want to close all the other holes. So the suction actually works. Yeah. Now, in terms of the suction equipment in a single family house, you would always want to have the guy with the truck outside. Truck man. Truck One, that's, that's a huge inside that's a big vacuum when it's in his truck. Yeah. Not I the agree. ones that, you know, condos are harder because they have to bring something in yeah. that's not going to yeah. be as powerful. Um, but the big, the big machine out on the truck and, um, but then we have to make sure the suction is actually working and that we don't have a bunch of holes in our vacuum cleaner hose just because, you know, they're vacuuming it out of here, but there's air coming in there and there and there. And suddenly the suction mm -hmm. is compromised. One one register open so you can pull or only is it, the or one is they're pulling from the, just the one they're they're pulling. Yeah. is there enough like little gaps and holes in the ducting that it's able to because you know if you suck out of a, a plastic if you put a suction over like a plastic enclosed tube it won't suck because there's nowhere to pull from right right like if you did it on your skin like you try to vacuum your skin yeah yeah like, using have... the natural holes in the knot do that there the goal is to pull i think it, there may be I could, I may have to check on the detail of that, but it definitely goes back into the furnace and everything else. And mm -hmm. I, and I think that you want to just isolate that you're cleaning the trunk that you're cleaning. Yeah, you know, the line yeah, that you're cleaning. And then yeah. they go and do a different one and close that when you do a different one. Right. Okay. Are they perfect? I think rarely because the other thing that I even talk about with preventing mold is, um, is, is duct sealing. You know, so a lot of our ducts are very, very uh, drafty, I would say, or like leaky. Yeah. And so yeah. that can be a way that we get mold in our ducts. And that can be a right. way when our HVAC systems are not efficient because they're, they're really taking, especially when they're going through the attics and they're not, they're leaky. So to your point, it's going to be pretty rare that they're perfect anyway. Yeah. Right. Um, right that you would create a vacuum. That's a little bit like doing a blower door test and saying, oh, should we do a blower door test? What if the walls fall in? You know, yeah. <laughs> doesn't happen. It's pressurizing the inside of the house, but we have so many places in buildings that can leak that nature will figure it out. Thanks for listening to the Mold Matters podcast. Be sure to subscribe for more in-depth information on mold illness and recovery.